0: Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's that Swedish guy over there? Like everyone else is in shorts and that guy's in like a leather jacket and jeans. And I look over and I'm like, that's Beck. Mm-hmm. Clearly he didn't feel comfortable wearing a, just a t-shirt and shorts. It was like 35 degrees out. Mm-hmm. Every never, day
2: during our conference call, I've got to put my, my phone on mute because I'm cooking dinner or changing diapers. or Oh, I guess my kids aren't in diapers. It's like, like that's... We're past that now. I changing diapers so. it might be a
3: problem. Healthy? <laughs> I swam naked the other night. Oh, isn't
2: it liberating? Yeah, I loved it.
3: Uh... Oh, this is disturbing. <laughs> It was. Uh,
2: but you know, go on. Was, mm-hmm. I saw a naked man on the beach in PEI, and I had my my two daughters and my niece. And he gave me the like, kind of like, "Sorry, uh, but I'm just an old dude." There was no one else on this beach. I'm by myself.
4: <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I do listen to you guys. I'm I'm faithful, as I know you guys listen to the Rubber Boots Pod every week. Big time. Uh, big time. Yeah, <laughs> I like Jim. I like
1: Todd. I like Billy. I like all those guys. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast.
3: We run 320C, and we're here to say, listen. Homeboy, is cold today. Dance, dance.
2: Maybe in another life, Duffy could have been the Canadian Eminem.
1: Yeah, or uh, he could he could have been an organized rhyme with Tom Green, that hip hop group. Can can you get check the O R, Kristoff? Uh, organized rhyme tom green's uh, hip-hop group they had a hit called check the or and they were also from ottawa like james duffy
2: Who's right. to say he wasn't in the group tom green i've mentioned this before on the podcast used to shoot things in the algonquin college cafeteria all the time is that where he
1: went to college
2: i don't know if he did or not but he lived maybe around the area that's pretty cool though hey eh? hey it's the jandam podcast for the week of september 23rd 2019 I'm glad you're here with us. What a glorious uh, stretch of weather we've had recently. Just, uh, it's summer's, doesn't want to say goodbye.
1: Do we have Check the OR? Yes, here it is, Dan. Check the OR,
0: you like it so far, check the OR. You like it so far, check the OR. You like it so far, check the OR. You love the OR. Uh. Here we go, ready to set it off From coast to coast, it's the most in it hits rough Organized rhymes, here to
2: start it up You got some trouble with your mouth, you better shut it up Think twice before you act and try to tackle Alright, I
1: like it. It's a bunch of white guys trying to make their way in hip-hop back in the 90s
2: Did he put out a full album? I think they did. I
1: think they did. Yeah. I think they toured. I think it was They were trying for it.
2: We've never had Tom Green on this podcast, and we should We ran into you, an, you've an wanted event. wanted to, right? Yeah, but we've never reached out, I don't think uh, Maybe not. We should. We should reach out Yeah I'm we sure we, we ran into him at a uh, an event in L.A. where he was, what was that? pitching a show or something. It was weird. He was like, he was but kind of wondering. Was he was wondering why he was there. We were wondering why we were there. It was at the L.A. Convention yes. Center. But what were we doing there? I forget what we. we what, why were we? It was there? like a, a tech thing, kind of. Yeah, And maybe he was representing a company. Were we representing the Fox Sports Go app? I don't we had know. to show up because it was a Fox thing. Yeah, they're yeah. like, you have to go for like half an hour. We're like, okay. It was
1: cool meeting Tom Green, though. It was. He's he's a cool guy. Um, You mentioned beautiful weather. Beautiful weather in Victoria on Friday. We had our first two stops on the Jay and Dan podcast tour, and they were a smashing success.
2: That's right. Uh, Victoria and then Vancouver and Victoria. I always forget how beautiful it is. Just... It's a,
1: it's a great city. Yeah, and the weather was exceptional. I'm, I remember going in, you guys had checked the weather, and it didn't look that great. Then we get off the
2: plane. It's like, this is killer. Sunny, clear, blue skies. We always pitch great ideas, I think, on this podcast for other companies. I've got one for Air Canada Rouge. More legroom. Air Canada Rouge, if you want to make more money, when your planes land, wherever they land, have a back doctor right there at the end of the uh, the the uh, jetway or the walkway. Because every passenger needs a back correction after sitting in your seats. Old man toolsy
1: And then the best, at one point, I believe it was at the Victoria meet and greet. So we do, you can buy meet and greet tickets and meet us and chat with us. At the Victoria meet and greet, we met A pilot from Vancouver meet and greet. What was the Vancouver one? We met a pilot from Porter Airlines. Uh, You may remember a few weeks ago we called out Porter for uh, their landings, which literally involved dropping the plane from 20 (laughs) feet off the ground straight down. And uh, he was pretty, he was a good sport about it.
2: He said, Hey, you guys, everything else he said was. Was uh, nice and the landings. Yep, you're bang on. He says that's how those planes land.
1: Yeah, it's pretty hard. But, but hey, super smooth landing uh, in Vancouver. That
2: though. Rouge, or in man, Victoria,
1: Victoria, yeah. He
2: just like tickled the runway. I'm yeah. like, are we even on the ground? Are we still flying? Hey, runway, you want to get tickled? Here comes their Canada Rouge. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we uh, did a little uh, sight sure, that's fine. while we were in Victoria. We ate a redfish, bluefish, which is the hot spot. What did you think? It was good. Just good? I just had fish and chips. It was delicious fish and chips. Don't get me wrong. Was that like the best fish and chips you've ever had? It was the crispiest. That's, well, we'll take it. And the fries were delicious. Hey, I would go back in a second. Yeah, it was. And they have the best deep fried
1: pickles. Deep fried pickles. Oh amazing. Oh, God, they were good. And they have deep fried oysters but that stuff tried for the first time. Stoff. What did you think of redfish, bluefish? The
5: oysters, delicious. Yeah. It was great. It was a lot of fried food, I will admit that.
1: <laughs> we, The thing with redfish, bluefish, <laughs> it's all fried food. Yeah. So you th- go in, you're you in line for a long time. We were in line for a, a so while. About half an hour, probably. And, like, it was two in the afternoon. I remember thinking, well, we'll go up there. There won't be anyone in line. But I think there's lots of tour groups there still. And uh, you're in line there, and you're like, I always do this. I always think, okay, I'm not going to overorder. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to do it. I'm going to order an appropriate amount of food. But you're so hungry, and you're in that line for so long, you're like, ah, oh, i got to get a bunch of things. So we ordered a bit too much, but it was delicious. And the,
2: A gentleman was there. He was all the way down from Duncan, I think, or he's somewhere from NBC. He was there to see his son who wasn't working, so we're like, we aren't going to finish these deep-fried oysters. You want them? He's like, sure. He was getting food for the road. Love it. I love that we weren't wasteful. And then there
1: was a, the massive climate change protest at the Parliament building mm-hmm. going on. Lots of things were happening in Victoria when we were there. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so the weather was great. Uh, Don, our driver, terrific guy. Thank you, Don. You left some hummus in his car overnight. I forgot all about it. And he said it smelled <laughs> like, a, like a restaurant in the morning. <laughs> and then he said he put it in his fridge. He's probably eating it right He's now. Probably just shoveling it in with his bare hands. As we speak. But then we got to the theater. McPherson Theater in Victoria, absolutely gorgeous. 100-year-old theater, beautiful theater, a perfect size. And we had gently and playfully ribbed the Vancouver and Victoria markets for being the slowest for the ticket sales. Yes. Right? So I think there was... I, I can't speak for you, but there was a little apprehension for me. I was like, I don't want to get there and have it be kind of feel like empty... It didn't feel like that at all. It felt no. very full. Both, both venues felt very full, and the crowds were incredible. So I can't thank the crowds enough. They were, in, like, just the reaction, the response, how they, they welcomed us, and uh, the shows were just a blast. I mean, they were so fun. We had our special guests. I don't want to say where our special guests yeah. were other than we could say one because he's a guest on this podcast, and we're going to talk to him, Jim Pearl.
2: That's right. He showed up he in showed Vancouver, up. flew up from L.A. <laughs> that was great um and surprised everyone um yeah we'll, we'll discuss <laughs> the funniest line he said who wasn't even into a microphone and he was just said it next to me i i can't stop laughing about it uh but we had a good uh, visit with him uh and one of the coolest parts about the entire trip is when we left victoria in the morning to go to vancouver on saturday we took helijet helijet
1: yeah we took the helijet Now, we forgot to play the airwolf
2: theme when we did the show. Can we find the airwolf themes, Christoph? Because that's all I thought of the entire time was the airwolf theme going through my head as we uh, took off from Victoria. A nice 30-minute trip. There it is. Wait till it kicks in.
1: R.I.P. Jan Michael Vinson.
2: There you go. Yes, um, so, awesome tune. Uh, my brother uh, and my niece and nephew—they came to the podcast. Now, before we get to them, can we talk more about this heli-jet ride? Oh yeah, because
1: in my mind, I thought this is going to be uh, rough. It's you know, it was the smoothest thing of all time. It was like you're floating on the clouds. Mm-hmm. Such a nice flight. And the best part is when you come into Vancouver, it's such a picturesque, beautiful city as we know. You fly right in above Stanley Park. You land in the harbor. Man, that was that was a highlight for me. I really enjoyed that. I didn't expect anything of it. And It I has changed it was, my life. It has
2: changed my life. Um, Elton John was in Vancouver. I bet you he didn't take a hella jet So we one-upped Elton John on something. He was there Saturday,
1: Sunday, and he's there Tuesday night, too. So he's three nights at Rogers Arena. Uh, Elton John. So we basically went head-to-head with Elton
2: John, <laughs> Sir Reginald Dwight himself. If we said that at the beginning. We go, you know Elton John's tonight. One guys like, he is, and then pretending to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the crowd was really, there's alcohol available at our, at our podcasts. <laughs> in Victoria, someone had a wee bit too much. Somebody puked in the aisle. Yeah, so I was walking back to the... <laughs> After everyone had left... I'm walking back and I see like uh, like um, the white crystals from clean uh, carpet cleaning stuff. I was cocaine sitting in a pile. And I look close. I'm like, Oh God! Someone had a lunch of rice and red wine. That's what it looked like. And there was just a pile of it there. So I wonder if they secretly puked and just left and didn't tell anyone, or if they puked mm-hmm. and then had to leave. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah. Because they were a quiet puker. We didn't hear them. Yeah,
1: I didn't hear it. I mean, it could have happened during a round of applause or maybe some <laughs> laughter. I'll wait till there's a good laugh. Ha, <laughs> Oh, perfect. <laughs>
2: well, we had to have an intermission between our opener and us. And then someone from the theater came back. They're like, you got a lot of drinkers out there. Yeah. They're like, we almost had a beer. Yeah.
1: Well, they, just, they talk like an old timey Western guy.
0: He drinks at last time.
1: <laughs> he almost had a beer out there. <laughs> but you're right; they they did almost, I think they did sell out of beer. Yeah.
2: Uh, at the McPherson, uh, if you're wondering what the the podcast uh, entails, because we've got uh, four more stuff five more stops coming up. Yep. Um, uh, we, it's, it's just like the podcast here. We, uh, we talk about our travels and talk about the crowd that's there. We play old clips. We play uh, clips that we've played on the, uh, the TV show. We play clips that we've played on the podcast. We play clips that have never been heard by anyone. The only thing... We
1: have lots of special guests, and we again, we're going to keep that all secret, the ones that were in Victoria and Vancouver other than Jim, because we just want you to know, you show up to these podcasts, these live
2: podcasts, you're going to see some special guests that you won't believe. The one thing we have to figure out, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, is how to end it. It's just like our live interviews because we're just like, okay, you got to leave. So when we get to the end of it, we're like, I guess we're done. See you later. I don't think so. I mean, it's the Q&A.
1: Yeah, I know. That's... I mean, now we got to get into that. <laughs> because we've had a, lot, of a, a lot, of un- lot to unpack. Interesting feedback about the Vancouver <laughs> Q&A. The Victoria <laughs> Q&A was pretty smooth. So, again, Dan mentioned all the things that happened in the live podcast, lots of clips, lots of talk, lots of fun, interviews, all, all that, and then we end it with a, a Q&A from the audience, and what we do is we set up a mic stand on stage, so you can come up on stage with us and ask your question, and we did it in Ottawa when we did the live podcast, went great, did it in Victoria, went great, then we got to Vancouver, and... Um, <laughs> I don't really know what was going on there. Like, you you said it best that there may have been a bong at the base of the stage, and everyone who came up to ask a question took a rip off of it and then walked up and asked their question, because that's how coherent the questions were.
2: Because you make eye contact with these people, and it was like they were not there.
1: Yeah, yeah. A couple of them were losing their train of thought halfway through the question. Um... It was weird. And, it, you know, we're getting a lot of feedback on Twitter, like, please don't, you know, great show, had so much fun, please don't think badly of Vancouver because of the questions you were asked. We would never think that. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. It, it was hilarious. Actually, the first one was good. It was a Would You Rather that was really interesting, though. I forget it now. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember at the time thinking, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. It was an easy one. and It was not rude. But,
1: uh, yeah, there was some some weird ones. Um but and overall, the, it was it was really fun, and I I couldn't believe you hadn't been to it because you lived in Vancouver. I couldn't believe you hadn't been there uh, since the Olympics
0: in that's 2010. Right.
2: Showed a picture of my niece and nephew. Um, I had a picture with them at the Olympics when we reported on it in 2010. Then brought them up. They're they're full grown humans now. And, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of weird. I'm like, well, I, okay, you guys can leave now. There was no point to it, just to show that humans grow. That one I think was a tough one to get out of. <laughs>
1: As I said, We probably I'm like, could have thought that one through a bit more. Maybe well, if they it, walked backstage if, or something.
2: If there was a, a set of stairs on the side they came from, but we had to wait for them to walk across the front.
1: But yeah, your brother was there. I was, I, we kind of thought about bringing your brother on stage, which could have been interesting.
2: Mm, I think he was a bit of grumpy because there was only two tickets when he got there, so that set him off. He probably couldn't find parking, so I'm like, ah, let's not poke the bear. Yeah, it's Or just, maybe we should have. I kind of think we should have, too. <laughs> I kind of think we should. One of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, So, again, we did Victoria the night before, and then we did Vancouver. And we always play along. We try to get cities against each other. Just to joke along. I said, oh, man, what do you guys do to people in Victoria? They do not like you. One guy yells out, f*** them! (laughs) I lost it. It it killed. It slayed. Whoever you are, gentlemen, well done. Yeah, the crowd was really... Well, they were inebriated, a good portion, of them.
1: <laughs> but they were they were good spirits. Actually, in the Vi- the Victoria show, that we had a heckler, but he was like a gentle heckler, <laughs> almost like an encouraging heckler, like a parent at a hockey game, like of a of a kid playing hockey who talks a little too much.
2: Yeah. So, what did he say? Because you were closer to him.
1: I was right beside him, and he kept he kept saying. Like, we, we played an old f- clip from Fox, and he goes, this is old. <laughs> this is old. It's like, yeah, it's all old, man. Like, these are old clips. And then, and then he yeah, he kept just saying, like, Gino Retta. He kept going, he kept Gino Retta. <laughs> Gino Retta. And then at the end, you know, we're saying goodnight. Got a great ovation. And I look over at him, and he's doing the old. Tapping his chest thing, like, you're my brother. I love you. It's
2: was like, Jesus. And then he came up and gave me a hug. He was a massive human. Big boy. Yeah, big boy. He probably was 6'6", 260. I thought he was uh, going to lift me up. Yeah, he was a big dude. And uh,
1: he had a good time. I think everyone had a lot of fun. I know we did. Uh, and the travel was fine. We went to the Shark Club on Saturday night. David Pratt's
2: old haunt. Mm-hmm. Shark Club. Still going, man. That place yeah. has been open for like 20, 30 years. Yeah,
1: I I was impressed, you know, like still going. Line up to get into the place before the
2: Elton John show. And uh, speaking of travel, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Stoff had a middle seat to BC and back. Is this so, correct? Well, Stoff, tell us about your,
1: your flight back because it sounds like it was a bit of a nightmare. I actually had three middle seats in total.
5: <laughs> oh, on the helicopter, too. No, no, no. The helicopter, I did have a window seat. Oh. However, uh, the flight back, I had a middle seat where the entertainment center did not work. Oh. Uh, I alerted the staff immediately, although they waited quite a while to try to fix it. When they found out they couldn't <laughs> fix it, they offered me to move me another, uh, move me into another middle seat at the back of the plane. And that entertainment center worked, but it was uh, in between probably two of the worst humans you could sit next to on Ooh. a plane. Why? Uh, what were they doing? One was a rather large German woman who okay. uh, couldn't figure out how to operate your lap- laptop, and as a result of, I got a lot of elbows to the ribs. Ooh. And uh, the uh, guy next to me, uh, the only fault he had was he kept on falling asleep and
2: leaning into me.
5: Oh. And then but the entertainment you made your way into center the bathroom. <laughs>
2: well, how did, and you bought a neck pillow. High? How did the neck pillow yeah, work? Yeah, you both did. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't bad. My,
5: mine, uh, the the part that connects ripped pretty quickly, so... Mm.
1: You also bought one because my a good buddy of mine from high school joined us after the Victoria show. He lives in Victoria, and he was he went on a pitch. It was like he had a thousand neck pillows in his apartment, and he was trying to get rid of them. Yeah. He, I've never seen him so passionate. He sold three of them. He was so passionate about his neck pillow. He said, "I know, I get it, I, I understand, but I'm a convert. I tried it once. Now he's like, now I not only can I not." sleep without it on planes, he sleeps like in his recliner at home. He puts on a neck pillow. And so you
2: guys all bought him. So I bought one, and yep. it still is the case. It makes no sense when you're sitting in the seat and you have it behind your neck because it pushes your head forward. So I put it under my chin so I don't get the old fall asleep neck snap. And it worked. I, so much so that I was told that there was an hour delay on the tarmac in Vancouver coming back to Toronto. Yep. I never even knew about until we landed. I was asleep the entire time.
1: Did you drool on your neck pillow?
2: No, that, no drool. That would be the only uh, issue I would think. Turning it around. No drooly. It's all drooly. So, um, yeah, I'm converted now. I'll I'll travel with it.
1: Stoff, what did you think? You had never been to Victoria, and you you had been to Vancouver on a layover flight, but yeah, that doesn't yeah. really count. No. So you haven't really you hadn't really been to either city. What did you think? It was awesome. Victoria is just beautiful, like
5: you yeah. guys said. Uh, really, really nice. Uh, the whole area by the water. We had lunch and everything was awesome. Uh, we saw that interesting street performer, Jay, oh, yeah. we, on the way back to the hotel.
1: Yeah, when we were walking back to the hotel after uh, Redfish, Bluefish, Stoff and I <laughs> walked past the street performer, and he was putting out all his street performer items. Cause he was like a magician. He was in a tuxedo. But he was mumbling to himself, but also kind of to the audience, like, I hope some of these this audience members are a little more polite. <laughs> he had had his street
5: mic on so he was saying it into a speaker yeah
1: i'm happy to happy to perform for polite people happy to be able to perform for people who have respect i'm like jeez and like nobody was there though there was no one there for him to perform to it was just people walking by and wondering
2: is he talking to us like are we those people
1: (laughs) i kind of wish we stayed yeah i kind of do too and then we went to Vancouver, and that was great.
2: And yeah. then, stuff, you spent most of the time in Vancouver in your room because you were working on stuff for the show while we went and uh, visited friends. and uh, So you got to see your hotel room and the theater. No, I did go for a walk.
5: I went to uh, visit a Carl's Jr.
2: Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, that's what uh, Vancouver's known for. Yep, they <laughs> Carl's Jr.'s restaurants
1: we didn't get to go to our the white get a white spot. The
2: burger. white spot was right on the corner. That is actually a BC Institute uh, for food. Uh the you get the white the triple O burger. Um, so it was right around the corner. We should have told you but uh, I guess yeah, uh, we
1: were selfish. We went to the Colony Bar across from the Roxy. I didn't realize the Vogue Theater was right next to the legendary Roxy nightclub.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: and where dan spent a
2: lot of years just getting <laughs> bombed dancing on the speakers shirtless i had no money that i wish i should have known my good friend joe leary who joined us for lunch he's worked in that market forever and he used to be the promo guy so he could comp a million drinks a night that's
1: brilliant i know that's brilliant that's smart that's the way to do it um well the other thing that happened was we were lucky enough to get two Comedians, open for us. And that'll be the case throughout the tour. A comedian will open for us. A stand-up will open for us. uh, Do about a 20-minute set. Mm -hmm. take a break, and then we'll come on and do the show. And in Vancouver, it was uh, a young lady named Julie Kim. If you get a chance to check her out on Instagram, she's there. Very funny. Great set. Uh, She did awesome. She was was really cool. She was funny because she was like, I live 10 minutes away. That's why I did it. I'm like, great. fine great uh so yeah we were happy to have her and then in victoria uh we were introduced to another gentleman who opened for us by the name of rob trick Mm -hmm. and it was interesting how rob introduced himself to us (laughs) because we were standing there in kind of the entrance way of the theater hours
2: before the concert or the uh the
1: the show started signing posters for the the meet and greet And then a large, uh, handsome, tall gentleman with a beard and a kilt walked up and said, Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm like, I don't... Oh, right. You're the comedian. Right. Okay. And then it all made sense to me. And then uh, Rob proceeded to... uh, We got along great backstage. Mm -hmm. He went on stage and the show was fascinating.
2: Fascinating, And Rob, um, well, sorry, Dan, what were you going to say? Well, yeah, because at times, because we were watching the in-house feed from uh, our room downstairs, and at times, we're like, he's lost the crowd. They are starting to boo him. But But then then
1: he'd reel them back in. And then by the end, by the end of the set, you're right, because it started off, I was a little concerned. (laughs) He was doing some interesting stuff, and we'll get into it. But by the end, not only did the crowd love him, they were chanting
2: 10 more minutes. I mean, they wanted Rob to stick around. And that's when the union guys backstage are like, no, no, that's not how it works. It. We, need, we need a break.
1: Beer. Got to sell beer. Got to sell beer. So, Rob Trick is on the line now with us. Rob, uh, how are you, my
2: friend? I'm really good. That, hey, that's the most direct you've ever answered a question because we would say, Do you have a dog? And you're like, Well, I once lived in Abbott's. I'm like, No, this is a yes or no question. This is a yes or no
3: question. I have a dog.
2: (laughs) You do, okay. So,
1: Rob, how would you describe your style of comedy?
3: Um, I think what I do is I let the audience tell me what they want to talk about or where they want to go and how it should be. You know, I've done, I did a long time of having an act, and there's no quicker way to being depressed than letting the act become you rather than you becoming the act. Hmm. And so, so you, you go
2: out there with a blank canvas, as you're saying.
3: Uh, I'm, if you're ever going to hire me again, no. But if, uh, <laughs> if I if I'm I, I I have ideas, and usually they go out the window. And I learned a long time ago if I tried to grip those ideas, I'd lose the show itself. So I just let it happen.
2: We have a rider, that's uh, what bands and everyone, uh, you perform at a theater, you uh, you tell them what you want. So ours is very simple, we're like, I don't know, a couple bottles of wine, uh, some chips, and uh, you came into the room and you're like, okay, I'm going on now, you took one of the bags of chips on stage with you.
3: That was our only food. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, (laughs) Your caloric intake was uh, uh, minimized, I apologize.
1: It's probably for the best, uh, Rob.
3: And and next time I see you, you know what I'll have in my hand.
1: You, um, So you went on stage now. I think the original plan was, the whole concept was that you wanted to take a picture of the audience, right? That was sort of the, that was the jumping yeah. off point, right?
3: Yeah, well, I do photography as well. And I, it was really quite funny looking at how little light there was on the audience. And I knew, <laughs> a, I knew it was a dead end, but it wasn't like I was going to quit. And I was g- gonna find any way possible to take a picture of that audience.
1: Was there um, a time though, Rob, where you felt you had you had lost the crowd, or do you never feel that way? Do you always feel like you can get back out of the
3: weeds? Um, you know I'm a big boy uh, I've cried enough about coming off stage i've you know the tears are uh, have flown over expectations. I didn't expect it to go badly at any point. I knew I could always pull them back. Mm. so uh, sorry to let you know that no no so for the
2: the people listening here, give us one of your jokes one one of your go to's
3: um, I did an impression of Michael Jackson in an old age home, which I've done it was like it used to be my closer in the old old days, and I like doing it, and I like doing it because my mom and I wrote it together uh so she says, and uh it was it's a sort of um an old guy with a walker, but he's doing the wave in his body.
2: Yes, I like that. That was very good.
3: Yeah, that was good. Yeah,
2: And um, then well, I did some... Go on. Whenever you mention a, a Michael Jackson joke, you never know where that's going to go until you describe it. So I'm glad that uh, you went the safe route.
3: Yeah, and, and then uh, I did some mine. I did an, uh, an altar boy in Finland, and I did uh, uh, The Great Wall of China. Uh, which is a long impression. It takes about twenty-five minutes when it's done properly.
1: You're a master impressionist. You're a photographer. You're a comedian, and but up in, up until recently, you were living in Toronto, and now you're in Victoria. How are you liking it out in Victoria? How's the comedy scene out there?
3: Um, the comedy scene's great, but I'm a dad first right now in my life. Uh, I don't know if that you guys have kids, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, we're dad. Dad's kinda... We're dads
1: last. That's the. They're our last priority.
3: Uh, um, uh, It's a little different in comedy because you guys at least can see your kids every day. I can't. If I go on the road, I can't see them every day. Uh, I wanted to navigate that part of their lives uh, a little more, um, uh, you know, day to day rather than week to week or over the phone. So. I got on the I stopped going on the road a while ago. I I taught at Humber College for 7 years and I did anything I could not to be on the road while I was parenting. So and I know you guys, I know you guys give 110% with the parenting. Uh, uh, you know, and I can see how kind you guys are. People don't know that about celebrities, but you guys I can feel your your generosity of spirit and and your sort of general nature. And no ego on these guys. For anybody's listening, there's no ego on uh, Jay. I am <laughs> Jay. <it.
2: laughs> now, now Bob, those are very kind words. Now, uh, you can be mean if you want. You stuck around. You saw the entire show. You saw the Jay and Dan podcast live. Uh, your yep. thoughts, what would you change? Uh, what would you keep or just keep it the same?
3: Oh, you know what? Uh, I think you guys have such. Everybody who follows you knows you and loves you guys. And uh, I think there's such. It's such a special connection when you can have that type of relationship. And again, because you guys are nice guys, they don't. They think they know you. You know, there's probably you probably brush with a different flavor of toothpaste than they might think. But generally, they relate to you, and it's such a special thing to watch. And they're really having a good time. And uh, I was I was incredible to see you guys live because I'm a fan as well. And the difference between live and on TV is obviously you can say a few more things and it just you see the connection. And maybe I don't want to put too many words in your mouth, but the love you guys have for each other is also apparent.
1: I was erect. Most of the show.
3: (laughs) You said you
2: mentioned toothpaste and we brush with a different flavor. They took my toothpaste on the way out of Toronto. I've never had my toothpaste taken from my carry on. Don't get Oh, I have. Uh,
3: I I... go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead. You were gonna tell a story about Costco, weren't you?
3: (laughs) Yeah, well I I work as the greeter at Costco and because there's thirteen municipalities in this city, some of the higher up municipalities don't like the fact that we have the Costco. Yeah. It would be it'd be like Montreal trading to LA in the seventies when or getting Marcel Dion back or whatever. But it it uh the Costco is a significant improvement in our neighborhood and and we also have Rugby Canada in our neighborhood. Amazing by the way. Yeah, rugby Canada, we have uh rowing Canada, triathlon Canada, they're all here because of the weather. Um, one thing I wanted to say is uh, I'm trying to go to the Rugby World Cup. I've been way up
2: to... Wait, Can I stop you? What, what did this have to do with toothpaste? Oh, the
3: toothpaste. Uh, the toothpaste <laughs> story, they took it from me, and I was five days in Toronto without my brand of toothpaste. And I finally bought it uh, on Lakeshore Boulevard and i ha- i I brushed my teeth on the streetcar, and it was thirty four blocks thirty four blocks before I could spit out I found <laughs> it
2: like do you a, s- a special
3: toothpaste what's the deal here well i got i'm I'm sensitive to some of these uh i don't want to sound <laughs> I'm very sensitive to some of these toothpaste things that they you know the sodium laurel sulfates and all that crap
2: Oh, okay. That was an interesting story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm 34 blocks. Is, should you've just been in a cab at that point? That's a long streetcar
3: ride. I was thinking of Ubering it. They have a service. Uber yeah. has a teeth-cleaning brushing service.
1: <laughs> we were shocked, Rob. We didn't realize Uber was not in Victorian Vancouver and we were shocked by that. How do you that could be your latest crusade to get it to come to the lower, right? To to BC? Yeah.
3: Well, we consi- you know how there's Polynesia? We consider ourselves Pacific Islanders
0: here. We're right. a part
3: of Polynesia. So uh, we think we should be covered by the rules. Whatever's going on in Tonga and Fiji should be happening here on Vancouver Island.
1: What does that have to do with Uber? Again, I don't...
2: <laughs> Maybe they have
3: Uber? Do I don't they know. have Uber there yeah, in Fiji? I, I don't know, but oh.
1: I'm hoping. <laughs> Rob, I... Thoroughly enjoyed your show, and uh, and I want people to check you out. Yeah, uh, where can they find your uh, stuff? So, so uh, tell us where we where, where we as listeners can find you online.
3: Well, I'm I have a page, uh, Rob Trick uh, Public Figure, I think they call it on Facebook. But I, I have so I've Rob Trick on most platforms uh, on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. I'm Rob Trick underscore photographer and uh or photography and uh i do all that kind of stuff but um you know i'm i'm kind of i'm still at home a little bit too much um i'm looking for nights out myself if someone wants just wants to date me or on tinder i'm on tinder as rob trick my wife doesn't know that she doesn't listen to podcasts so (laughs) (laughs) you have a lot of
2: boxing photos on your um is this you a lot of boxing photos on your Instagram. Yeah. I okay. Think those, I, I toss you a follow. <laughs> so wait, wait.
1: Uh, on Tinder, are are you uh, are you just looking for companionship, or maybe uh, invite someone into your marital bed? Um, there's lots of ways you could
3: go with it. I know. You know what? Um, I feel that with the, the the way the conservatives and the liberals are running the campaign, it's better to swipe right or swipe left. You're going to get nobody good, nobody bad. That's, that's the way to do it. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, my wife and I are, I grew a beard. Let's put it that way. She doesn't like the beard. Um, so Tinder it is. Uh, <laughs> Tinder it is. Uh, Rob, you're
1: great. Uh, thanks for joining us, my friend. And it was a pleasure to have you at the show on Friday. Oh, it was nice to get to know you, and uh, and all the best of luck to you in the future.
2: And I hope you get paid. I don't know who's supposed to pay you, but I hope someone pays you.
1: <laughs> that was the best well, moment of the night. At the end of the night, you're like, Ooh, "Is where, how do I get paid?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we all look around. We're like, I don't know. How does anyone get paid?
3: Welcome to Canadian Comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Checks yeah, in the mail. Uh, you know, it, uh, by the way, I am trying to get to the World Rugby World Cup. Um, I, another story, uh, just quick. I know this is probably we're over time, but I actually applied to be the head coach of the Canadian rugby team at one point, <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't make it. Uh, but uh, did you get I'm called in fan. for an interview? Uh, yeah, I drove down the road, went to the. I already know the guy; he'd be hired me. Uh, and no, nothing, nothing. No, no not a peep
1: Did yeah. you play rugby uh, at all growing up? I played for Ontario. Not oh, like really? Ontario. There you go. Oh, well, yeah. there you go.
3: Oh. I was top 10 in triathlons in my age group. Uh, we, didn't ask, did, uh, we didn't ask
1: about that. We didn't ask I about triathlons. More. Okay. I got more.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, thanks for joining us, bud. Love you, buddy. Have a great one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys.
2: Cheers. Thanks,
1: Rob. What Rob a good, we made trick. a new friend. Yeah, good Good guy. Uh, and uh, like I said, very. if you see that he's coming to your town... Or you're in Victoria, and I would just encourage you to just go, and uh, go with no expectations.
2: We, we were back in the green room after the show, and you asked a very simple question. You said, Rob, are you married? Ten minutes into his story, we had to stop him. We're like, Rob, again, this is an easy, all, easy question. All, all I asked him is, is, if you were married, he actually started,
1: he started the, the answer by lowering his head and going... <sighs> <laughs> like, oh my God, is she okay? Yeah, she's alive. We're together. Uh, yeah, interesting cat. Another interesting cat, one of our best friends in the world, as we mentioned earlier on this podcast, made his way to Vancouver
2: for the Saturday Night Jane Dan live podcast That's at the right. Theater. We surprised the crowd. Uh, they went nuts when he came out. Jim Pearl made it all the way up from L.A. Mm-hmm. We went and had lunch with him, watched uh, his Huskies on the screen at the Colony. Mm-hmm. They uh, they won. No problem there. So Jim was in a great mood. Yep. Uh, terrific mood. And uh, the Colony was nice. Highly recommend
1: the Colony. On uh, what street was that that the Vogue is on?
2: That was on um, Granville. That was
1: on Granville. Okay, so you'd think I'd know that. I really struggle in Vancouver. Like when I walk around Vancouver, I don't know where I am. I, I, of all the cities in the country, I, I feel,
2: geographically, I'm always like,
1: where the hell am
2: i you have to try find a mountain if you see the mountains you're like okay i know which way that is yeah i gotta i gotta figure it out you don't
1: need to well i'm not there that much but i do really like vancouver like i could live there no problem i could live in victoria no problem i've lived in calgary and edmonton and
2: saskatoon yeah victoria they've got their own little thing going on there people that live there they are never moving they're just like, we've got our own
1: thing. Well, there's a, there's a lot of uh, retirees, right? You have a lot of mm-hmm. retirees. You have a diverse uh, Chinese population there. And then you have, uh, as well, you have the government, right? That's the main employer in Victoria.
2: The government. That's right. A lot of government. The government town. We, uh, a great mix of people. We had doctors. We had government employees. And yes, and Jim Pearl surprised them all. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Jim.
4: Hey, guys. Good to hear from you.
1: How was the uh, the flight home? I hear uh, I heard the airport uh, on Sunday morning it's was like, interesting.
4: Oh yeah, you know I um, the thing about that. So I, I told you both, but I, I was on the motorized walkway, and guy walked by me and said, "Hey Jim, I saw you on that Jan Dan show." <laughs> and I, That's Did great. you enjoy it? I asked, and he goes, "Yeah, it was awesome." And that was it. And I and I kind of like it was four thirty in the morning. I had no, I had like, oh, this happens all the time to me, I guess, right? But later in the day, I'm going, God, that was really cool. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, if that, if that made sense at all. That,
1: that made sure. total sense. You were oh. a huge hit on stage, my friend. Like, the crowd the, uh, loved
4: you. At the Haunted Vogue Theater. That's yeah.
2: right. It's supposedly haunted. They said Everyone that works there has a ghost experience, and if you go down, yeah. down in the basement into the bowels of the Vogue, it uh, Stav yeah. said. He says it looks like a former prison. And, and we unlocked an ancient
5: curse when we opened that door. Then <laughs> <That's right. Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we opened it, this you know, big, I, big draw door, and Kristoff's like, "We just we're opening up a curse here." He was convinced that it
4: was happening. I think I think so. Yes, I, I agree with all that. It was a dump. <laughs> it was basically a dump. <laughs> I loved the place. Yeah, it, I loved
1: it. It, it. I really, I did. It, but it, 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 you got it. Well, you've. Uh, been on the road a lot and done a lot of shows and and worked on a lot of shows and the first thing you said about the theater (laughs) was this place could really use a good renovation. And it's true. It could. Because
4: it's a beautiful theater. The bones
1: are there. The bones are there.
4: Yes. I love the place. It's everything about theater that... that is about theater and the smell of it yeah how did you describe it anyway and someone, and the
2: thing about the the great thing about theaters is the crew that works there and right. I, tell me if I'm wrong here but they don't accept you right away they kind of sit back and, and view what you guys are doing and oh, then yeah. and then they're like okay yeah we trust these guys
4: yeah yeah, I, yeah. And in that case, it was the guy that ran the theaters. It was all his relatives, the rest of the people there, which was kind of...
2: <laughs> yeah, I w- what
1: was that guy's That's name? The, he was the I audio no guy. He, lovely guy. But yeah, it turned Great out guy. that everyone who worked there, all the women who worked there, were his children. So obviously <laughs> over the course of, of many, many years, he had had various affairs <laughs> with various staffers. Right. And now the fan. I think they were maybe all the same, Mom. Yeah, maybe. I
4: don't know. Maybe I've right. got
1: my stories mixed <laughs> up there.
4: So, so I had this thing. So we're backstage. The, 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 now, what was, how would you describe the color of that wall? Kind of a dog poop kind of...
2: Army green? It r- was, that's r- r- that's oh, right? too flattering.
1: I think it was the it same was, color as the vomit in the aisles of the Victoria
4: of <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and, and Dan's sucking on a, 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 a... We were both sucking on some wine that you, you twist the cap off.
0: Yes, yeah, Delicious.
4: And, and you're you're eating stale potato chips. <laughs> cut to, cut to, Elton John backstage, <laughs> a big bowls of shrimp and champagne, and a, right. I but know. You know what? We had a better time. Well, I'm I think saying. I, I will say
1: that the that Ben, our our agent who put the tour together, and great job by Ben. It's the it's turning out to be amazing so far. Uh ben, oh, yeah, it, was, ben, it, it, it was it's been great but ben made fun of uh, our rider repeatedly over the last week he's like sure you this is all you want like you guys are really easy like, you're sure this is all you want and then today dan and i are texting him like actually uh can we add a bunch of stuff there because we were yeah eating. can we get a veggie
2: tray and jay's like can we get some pizza maybe uh
1: right right yeah so you know we're amateurs when it comes to touring uh, no,
4: it's, it's working it's yeah. working i i'm I was very. I loved the whole experience. I really did. I had a great time. And
1: you spent the first part of the show in the audience. What, from your perspective, uh, was the show? What you expected?
4: Yes. Well, not really. I didn't know what to expect. What? What I. What I found wonderful was that uh, the crowd is into you guys and and you, you, and i have to say you do a canadian kind of stuff that i don't i don't know the references but you got great laughs um a lot of moose jokes <laughs> yeah a little bit and then uh well, i have to say this which i think is you could you could expand on this but I, what i find it's kind of funny is that you introduce yourself <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> Yeah,
4: which which you could do a, a deal with that. You can make that a, a funny bit. Yeah, or we could do it longer.
1: You could, yeah, for or sure. Or
4: you, you could hire maybe a prostitute every place you go <laughs> to <laughs> actually do that for you.
1: See that now you're the, talking, Jim. I like that right. idea.
4: Yeah. So have a little contest. I don't know.
1: Wouldn't that be fun because, though if we called uh, an escort agency in each town and just yeah we need a lady. Of the night uh, to come to this theater, and they're like, "All right, yeah, we'll send all her." And then she shows up, we're like, do "Yeah." No sex.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, stay in there. That's all she does.
1: <laughs> but just to go out on stage, that's right. actually not a bad idea.
4: I, I don't mind that,
1: actually. I like that idea that's, a lot, actually. That's,
4: that's it. That's, that's the only, that's the only uh, uh, thing I would, would change in the show.
1: Local hooker introduces local- sportscasters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my, so I, I mentioned off the top of the show that my favorite moment that... Uh, I'm the only one that heard the the line that killed. Uh, So we were sitting, Jay and I, beside each other, and we were interviewing you. You were in a third chair just to to the left of us. And uh, we had gone on to another topic. We hadn't forgotten you, but we were just uh, clearing up something or having a chat between one another. And I looked over, and you were quietly setting down the microphone, and you muttered only to yourself, I think I'm going to leave now. And then you just walked off the stage.
4: Whoa, what the hell was that? Or that sound? Yeah. That was a, of a motorbike going by our house. Wow. Yeah. Slow down, yeah, buddy. I live, yeah. I live in a dangerous area. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a great, that was an amazing way. As Dan says, we always struggle with ways to finish our interviews and 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 escort whoever we're interviewing away. Or, you know, like we're always like, you guys, you just got to leave. But you, you played that beautifully. <laughs> beautifully.
4: Well, again, may I suggest, for these intervals, you still have that prostitute who could yes.
2: go. go out and get she you. That's right.
4: A little just, well, maybe you get a, a, a kazoo plane prostitute <laughs> who could do a little interlude. Of, but, 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 and I like the end this. Of the interview.
1: What if the and prostitute it. opens up for us and introduces <laughs> And she could tell stories.
2: <laughs> what would happen, though? So, if you book a prostitute and they think they're coming there to service a human, right. but you say, okay, so you're uh, opening, uh, you, you go five, ten minutes, and yeah. yeah. uh, then intermission. Five, and then you introduce Jay and Dan, and then that's all you say to her, and then you leave. She'd be like, well, uh, uh,
4: uh, what? And then she turns to you and says, is there a second show that I have to do? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, am I done? Am I done yeah. for the night?
2: Maybe they would kill. Maybe they've had material they've been sitting on, and they're stuck in this <laughs> right. profession that they want out of, and this is their big break. So who right. here
1: has had to deal hey. with a few Johns in their day, huh? <laughs> I know some of you ladies know what I'm talking about.
4: <laughs> I think we're on to something.
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe.
4: We'll, we'll break it in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, Calgary. Get ready. The hookers are coming. <laughs>
2: and, um, Jim, your thoughts on Vancouver.
4: Uh, it, it, it was great. I have to say, I had to wrestle some people for a cab at 4 a.m. To, to get to the airport who are leaving bars. It, it, it stays open.
0: Oh, wow. You know? Really? The town,
4: yeah. You had to really, elbow a few people. There was a, a scene going on. No kidding. It was, Still? It was, uh, yeah. Wow. And, uh, that's it. It was fine. It kind of reminds me of Seattle of 1980, you know, basically. But it's nice. I liked it.
1: Seattle, in the sense that it, it, you, you said this to me yeah, a number of times, on? it seemed like less crowded than Seattle
2: is yeah, now to crowded, you. Less
4: crowded, less yes, less crowded, less dense. Yeah, um, yeah. and wonderful, beautiful.
2: Place. Yeah, and the Vancouver Airport, top notch.
4: Love Very it. nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, Jim,
1: uh, man, it was thank you, so guys. awesome. Had a
4: blast. Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah, well, was, I, I got to tell you,
1: it was amazing having you there. You were so great on stage. Everyone loved you. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to come up to Calgary, too. It's not a, a long flight yeah. either. And and as you know, by now, you're going to be meeting a local prostitute. So.
4: Why well, not, eh? Perfect. That could be, that could be the, the tipping point right
1: there. <laughs> yeah, just just tell your wife, you know what? Uh, yeah. I had so yeah. much fun on the last stop, but yeah. the guys yeah. got me a and prostitute.
4: A <laughs> exactly. I got to go. <laughs> All right, fellas. Thank you very much. See you, buddy. Nice Take care you.
2: That's uh, right. Jim Pearl. Um, the backstory on him, we used to work with him at Fox for four years, and he retired maybe in our last year. Uh, we've remained friends with him. He's the gentleman I went to Amsterdam with, uh, so it was nice seeing him on North American soil. And just a reminder,
1: since we've been talking about the tour, uh, just a reminder that we are coming to Edmonton and in, Edmonton in Calgary. Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, I believe it's October the 5th and 6th, Friday the 5th, we are in Calgary, and Saturday the 6th, we are in Edmonton. Those shows are almost sold out.
2: Elton and John playing
1: both those nights in both those cities as we're well. We're going head-to-head with that <laughs> everywhere. Look out, Rocket Man! we're coming for you. I tried to watch that on the plane. I tried to the watch and Rocket and Man. Yeah,
2: the fourth and fifth of October. Did we say that? Oh,
1: is, did I get it wrong?
5: Fourth you and said fifth? fifth
1: and sixth. Uh, I think I it is, fourth and it fifth, is fourth the fourth Friday, and fifth. It is Friday, Saturday night. So the fourth is the Friday. That's when we're in Calgary. The fifth is the Saturday. That's when we're in Edmonton. My apologies. Uh, Meyer Horowitz Theater in Edmonton, and I believe in Calgary. We're on the Mount Royal College campus at the theater there. Eventbrite.ca.
2: So, uh, to get
1: eventbrite.ca. We'd love to see you guys out there. It's uh, it's going to be. A it's guaranteed to be a good time and local prostitutes. Um, quickly, you were saying you watch Rocketman? I tried to, but I, I just couldn't get through it. Like, I didn't like the format. The guy in the VIP uh, in the uh, meet and greet said that to us. That it's a musical. He said, and I, I, it's quirky and everything. This guy who directed it, I don't think he did a good job. I just wanted a straightforward story. The guy has a fascinating story. And I didn't dig the musical aspect of it. So Mm -hmm. thumbs down for me. I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree. I didn't watch the whole thing. In fact, I probably watched 20 minutes of it, and I just had enough. Maybe I just wasn't in the mood. But usually when you're on a plane, you're more forgiving about
2: movies. I watched Broad City, and I'd see two minutes, fall asleep, and then have to rewind them all. And then just kept repeating that for the entire flight. I only got through one episode of Broad City. Very funny show. I watched Letter Kenny. Yeah. Spoiler. I watched a few episodes. Spoiler
1: alert. We may have taped another cameo. Oh boy, we may have taped another cameo for, oh, for Letter Kenny. Those guys are the nicest humans. So uh, look out for that on your grave TV. All right, we got to run. Uh, so again, fourth uh, of October, Calgary.
2: Fifth of October, Edmonton. Get your tickets now. Hey, and can we put an open invite to all leaders running for Prime Minister of Canada? They're welcome to come on the podcast. Sure. Yeah. Well, everybody gets equal time. Exactly.
1: Absolutely, Dan. 100%. You're
2: yeah. running for the rhino party for PM? You're welcome. Big time. Stuff, we'll what's just, up? Just
1: one disclaimer. Well, no costumes. Yeah, no costumes. Oh, yeah, no too costumes. Soon. Yeah, Too soon. <laughs> too soon, stuff. <laughs> All right, you crazy sons of bitches. We'll see you later.
0: They're going home. The Jay and Dan Podcast.